Guess what time it is? It's Spritz O'Clock. Good afternoon, Spritz O'Clockers, and welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in to another episode. I'm Amanda. And I'm Reeves. And I need you guys' opinion, because quite honestly, I've written an intro for the show, and each week I read it, and I'm, like, cringing at myself reading it. But I, like, want us to have a cute little intro, and I honestly think it needs to be a song. Not- I think we need a jingle. Yeah, we need a jingle. And so I asked my boyfriend. My boyfriend's like kind of musically savvy, even though he's um, like a finance bro. Anyways, but he was like, okay, I'll like make y'all one of my laptop because he used to make these beats and then sell them on Twitter. I think it was like maybe illegal, but we have to get Max to I do I know, that. but he's been so busy. I feel so bad. I'm like, and I'm also like, what's our song going to be? Like, spritz the clock, spritz the clock. Like, I, I can't think of one that sounds cool. I just feel like it's going to sound like... He was like, y'all should take little edits of y'all's, like, funniest moments, and I can, like, chop them up and, like, mix them together and, like, make it really good and put a little tune in the back. Wait, what a good idea. I know, but I don't know if I've ever been funny. Like, seriously. I just think the ultimate intro slash jingle situation is Caller Daddy. Like, that is my favorite thing. I know. I think I literally get chills when I hear it. We don't give that, though. Like, we... (laughs) Alex Cooper is like cool like she's like a daddy like daddy like we're like we're like girly you know we're like little girly pops we are we're kind of like little I was about to say shrimps anyways let me know what you think maybe dm me let me know if you like the intro the intro that I normally have was the one where I go good afternoon spritz o'clockers and welcome back to the podcast y'all already know the drill each week Reeves and I enjoy a spritz cocktail while discussing all things girl talk navigating your 20s and our best advice like that just sounds like in sorority rush (laughs) and I'm like that's what it's giving it's giving like sorority recruitment like good afternoon Kai Omegas everyone find their seat and now we're gonna do pro con con pro and go through the slideshow once again no talking I how late do you want to be here Reeves (laughs) stuff I have like trauma from that no it's like really it's it is trauma (laughs) that's funny well I think our intro we're gonna get the hang of it and and we'll let y'all know but until then ins and outs of the week Reeves do you have an in for us A few weeks ago, my friends and I tried a new workout class, and then we went to a new coffee shop after, and this was like on a Wednesday morning before work, and it was honestly the best little hump day treat, and I tried a new workout, realized I literally hate heated workouts, and then we rewarded ourselves with a little coffee after, and it was just a fun way to not just like be in a rut and do the same thing all the time yeah and so I really enjoyed that and it was like a little group of us and I liked it wait can I ask you something because I know you said that was your in for the week but like I have an idea for you that should have maybe been your in also like you can have two ins this time (laughs) okay fine. but selfishly I just really want to hear you talk about it so that's why I'm bringing up what how was Savannah Boda (gasps) oh my god we talk about her every single episode. We, I mean, we're going to get like a freaking restraining order. First of all, here are my questions. Can you answer my questions? One, all of you want to know about the experience. Two, what does her skin look like in person? Sorry, like I just need to know. Uh, well, I've actually seen her in person, but like it was so brief. Like, she remembered you. Really? She literally remembered you. Wait, can you just actually start at the beginning and okay. like walk us through? Okay, yeah. So um, Amanda and I are obsessed with the Dallas Esthetician on Instagram. And I think that's her TikTok as we'll well. We'll tag her in the description box. Yeah. We basically fangirl over her mm, in every single episode. But 
she's this esthetician here in Dallas and I went my consultation was in person and she's like so tiny and cute her skin is immaculate like it is glass it is so smooth so glowy I you don't see skin like that on the streets you just don't <laughs> like in the wild you just don't see that and so um she was so sweet I felt like Shrek next to her she was like so small <laughs> I actually got, I posted my little skincare regimen on my Instagram story and I actually had like two little swipe ups and people were just asking about like how much it cost and stuff, which whatever. But, um, you know, that was just like my moment of fame. Anyway, you like go in and you wash your face with the Skin Better products and then the Clear Skin Club or Clean Skin Club towels. I use those at home and I like them. But you like wash your face and then you go into the consult room and she comes in and you like talk to her about basically what your skin issues are and then she does the scan and it'll tell you your skin age which mine was like 20 I was so excited it shows you all your capillaries all your uh, brown spots yeah like sun damage right Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. when Max did it my boyfriend did it his age was literally like 18 or something ridiculous I'd be like 40 I wish um but I did tell her I was like my friend Amanda and I she's actually coming to you soon I was like but we talk about you on our podcast I didn't even bring it up she was like I would totally come on and I was like I'm about to hit the ground (laughs) read she did and like she brought it up yeah she has her own podcast actually but, well, um, I've listened to it. Yeah, I know I listened to it. She does it with, like, her best friend, like, sometimes. Like, one of her friends. Oh. I haven't Some listened guy. to it. Some guy. I can't remember his name, but. I just love her Instagram stories. I think she has the best socials. She has the best, like, advice. Her advice mm-hmm. is so direct. Yeah. She explains everything. So even if you don't, like, really have that great of a grasp on the science behind skincare, you understand what she's saying and she makes it so like all of the information so bite-sized and easy mm-hmm. to yeah. absorb I just learned so much from her I do too I'm like a sucker too because <laughs> I want my skin to look like her so I literally bought basically all of the products skin for. looks good right now like Reeves you look good right now thanks and you um, just went so it's already working I know I feel like you know obviously I'm sure it takes a little bit but I've been really good about it and I'm excited. I bought all of my stuff pretty much in little travel sizes just because I'm like so scared I'm going to buy all the full sizes and then it'll break me out. So I bought all the small ones and then that Maestro one Mm -hmm. was like 118 for the small one. I know I got it as a free sample not to brag but um, I bought two products off Skin Better and if you had an order over $200 which when you guys see how much these freaking products cost like it's not hard to do I think I bought a sunscreen and a moisturizer and it was over $200 (laughs) it's like sick but I got a free little maestro I figured it out I like it remember when I said something was turning my face yellow in my skincare routine Amanda I was green it's the maestro don't use it during the day I know we're going down such a rabbit hole here and we'll wrap it up soon but if you guys have the maestro skin better product hold on Oh my god, I have to stop burping on this podcast. But I don't know if it's like cute or if people are actually like act like a normal civilian. Like, what is wrong with you? Oh, that was like the first one. That was like that for me. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, the Maestro. It's a redness serum, I think. 
but it will turn your face yellow or green if it you wear does. it during the day. So just do it at night. I'm so glad you just told me that because I thought it was the sunscreen and I was too. so worried because I loved it. And I was like, oh, it's a tinted sunscreen. And then it's oxidizing and turning green throughout the day That's or yellow. That's what I thought. But you know how I figured that out? Somebody commented on my TikTok and was like, does the maestro turn your face yellow? And I was like, oh my God, that totally makes it was sense. Like all up here. Yes, all in your hairline. The yeah. moment I took it out yellowness gone so i'm just using that at night well we love skin better we love savannah boda we would love to have her on the podcast anyways okay well off of that do you have an out i mean um yeah obviously do you even know me my out is when people say oh my god you look so cute you're so overdressed like oh my god i look like such a slob like and they make you feel bad for looking good like there is literally nothing worse than when you put on a cute outfit and you're like excited for your day like maybe you're going to meet your friends at dinner you show up to the dinner and the other person's in like athleisure and you don't even say anything about it you don't even care that they're wearing whatever they're wearing but then they make it about how yeah they make it weird and they make it about how you decided to dress up or it was always the worst like I went to an all-girls school and it was always weird to wear makeup to school like I never did it because we had like no boys so everybody everyone would be like why are you wearing makeup so it was always so awkward because like if you showed up wearing makeup I remember sometimes for cheer I had to like do my makeup at lunch or something because we had to like quickly be ready for like I can't even remember now this like seven years ago people and then I would feel so awkward like if I was ever sitting in class with makeup I'd be like what everyone thinks I'm trying so hard right now I literally wore makeup every single day to high school and then I remember this is like a vivid memory I came home from Coachella we landed at like 3 a.m long story short I would never go to school senior year and so they told me if I missed one more day I wasn't gonna graduate so I landed at 3 a.m. from Coachella, like at the right before graduation. And I was like, I have to go to freaking school. So I didn't wear makeup that day. And I vividly remember this guy being like, oh, my God, are you sick? You look terrible. <gasps> Boys were so mean in high school. Yeah, I remember one time a boy pointed out my leg hair. And that will like <laughs> literally never. I was like, mom, I need to shave my legs after that. Um, <laughs> but it was so bad. Anyways, though. I just do not like when people do that. It's no. honestly such a buzzkill. And it's like the most insecure energy. If someone else looks good, you these are your options. Say nothing or, or say them. something positive and compliment them. But you cannot like it is such a backhanded like it is. thing to be like, oh, my God, you dressed up like Aww. you look great. I look like such a slob. Like I, I didn't know we were looking cute. I hate when people do that. It's Ugh. like. They try to make you feel bad about trying. About trying. And I'm like, you know what? You're just... You're just a slob. Just a slob kebab. (laughs) It kind of sends me when you say that. I love it. Anyways, do you have an out for us? I realized, post-grad, I miss having sleepovers with my friends. Because in college, we would all just, like, spend the night at each other's houses, like, high school. Mm Mm-hmm. And I forced my best friend Libby to spend the night with me (laughs) the other night. And I missed it so much. Like, it's so fun. Especially, like, going out. Oh, my God. It was the night that we went out. Both of us went out. (laughs) Reeves, you know what I love about you? (laughs) You're, like, so positive that when I ask you for an out, you talk about how much you love having sleepovers (laughs) with your friends. But it's, like, an out that you, post-grad, you don't spend the night with your friends anymore. That's, like, that's (laughs) 
next time I'm going to make definitions for what an out is and what an in <laughs> is. And you can't just be like turn it in into the an out. out. I can't even think of it because like I don't even understand how your brain works. Like it's literally the most positive out of all time. Actually, someone recently told me that I was negative, And so I've been trying this positive outlook and I've been trying to You were to the write. literal least negative person I know. I feel like in my day-to-day life, I, like, get negative sometimes. That person doesn't know you very well. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Thank you. Y'all know I'm coming coming with another fashion in. Like, I feel like my ends are always fashion stuff, but, like, it's fine. It's good. It's, I almost it's, did a fashion one today. Yeah. It's 50% of my soul is clothing. You know what I figured out the other day? It's like I used to feel so guilty about um, – this could honestly even be an in in a weird way, but it wasn't what I was going to say. But I used to feel so guilty about being materialistic like mm-hmm. and shopping a ton because I come from a family that does not prioritize like shopping or like having new clothes. Like my mom's very – she's gotten better. Like she shops a lot more now, but my dad – his jeans are from 1975 my dad's the opposite my dad's like such a clothing brat what oh my god my dad like we have to force him to get new clothes but (laughs) so anyways that was my example growing up and then I was like oh my god why do I have to order something every day and I was trying on clothes in my room last night just like making an absolute tornado on my floor it was such a like I'm just a girl moment like I'm trying on all these clothes and I just got all this stuff in the mail and I was like I freaking love this I did too I think shopping, not even shopping, I don't even think it's the shopping as much as it is the fashion and like putting things together. They could already even exist in my closet, but that just putting on an outfit you feel so good in is the most fulfilling thing to me. Call me sick. I don't care. Call me sick. I don't care that it's like superficial or whatever to other people. I love doing that. So good. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm slaying right now. My in is feeling fulfilled by clothing. Yeah, I like that make it. Horrible. I make it into a game in my head whenever I like put together outfits that are already in my closet. Like when I come up with something new, I like, like how many can I do? Yes, and it's like so fun to me. But so I understand what you're saying. That should be like. Anyways, we're done with this conversation. We're moving <laughs> on. Moving on. Anyways, I think it's about time to jump into today's topic and. I'm freaking excited to talk about this, you guys. She has been on this. She's so excited. Like, I literally made this be the subject of today's episode. (laughs) I told Reese, like, I don't even think I gave you an option. I was literally like, we're doing it. We have to make this a podcast. (laughs) Like, nobody's requested this. This is a very personal topic. And that is the six besties theory. So hear me out. So there is this girl on TikTok, you guys. I was scrolling on my For You page. I came across her account and she made a video about this theory that she has. Her name is Alexandra Hayes Robinson. I'll tag her in the description box if you guys want to watch these videos. You should totally watch them. But basically, she has this theory that's centered around how you have different friends for different purposes in your life. And I have recently spent so much time in therapy. (laughs) I have spent a lot of time in therapy recently talking about friendships and like just trying to reevaluate my life as an adult because it is really I think I'm the type of person that I get disappointed in friendships because I have a certain expectation for a certain type of relationship that I shouldn't have and like I need to realize that not everybody's going to check every single box and you have different friends for different purposes and like you need to know the capabilities of your like relationships and not be going to certain friends for certain things because that's like not their forte and you'll just get your hopes up yeah this theory has truly shown me like 
there's no need to be disappointed in your friendships you just need to know what type of friend that person is Mm -hmm. and then not go to them for things that you know you can't expect from them yeah that's so true (laughs) anyway so I'm gonna tell you six types of friendships according to Hayes so these are your six type of best friends the dead body bestie love that the good time bestie the work bestie the similar ambition bestie she renamed this type of bestie to be seasonal bestie which I think is more fitting like we'll get into what each one is the OG bestie and then the north star bestie so Amanda is going to explain each one because I really didn't do my homework like I was supposed to. I'm just going to get my two cents on these besties. This is how we're going to do this. I'm going to name the bestie and then we're going to talk about that bestie and then move on to the next type of bestie so that you can identify which friends in your life are that type of bestie. Like, I think this is a good plan. Okay. I like it. So the first one we should talk about is the OG bestie because... This is the only bestie out of the six that requires, like, any sort of time to have passed. Like, your OG bestie was once your North Star bestie, which we'll get into. But basically, this is a person you knew, like, in your childhood. Y'all were best friends in the past. You might still be best friends today, but you also might not. However, like, they know your family. They maybe, like, are still going to come to your wedding. They might still be in your wedding. If you were to have family drama, you could, like, pick up the phone and talk to them and you wouldn't have to give them the whole, like, background story. They already know. Yeah, they, were they would understand. Yeah, they were there for it. Mm-hmm. Like, they would understand. But you don't maybe, like, talk to them every day. You might live in, like, different cities. But at one point, they were, like, a really relevant best friend in your life. Or they still could be. But, like, yeah. you- they're, like, relevant to you now because, like, you have that sense of nostalgia and like Mm -hmm. history together yeah I feel like I have a few of those especially like living in different places just because you're not together all the time it's like you can pick up the phone and no time has passed type of thing yeah and it's like people that knew you like as a child like I wouldn't be Mm -hmm. your OG bestie because we met in our 20s and like I've never met your parents yeah I'm not from like yeah it is weird but like you wouldn't like ever probably call me first to tell me something about that's happening with your sister exactly yeah I'm like exactly I wouldn't call you I feel like the OG bestie is the most kind of self-explanatory and like Mm -hmm. easiest to understand so I feel like that's a good one to do first yeah but the next one I want to talk about is the one I'm most excited to talk about because I think this bestie gets a bad rap and Hayes says that when she's explaining it and it's the good time bestie yes they do get a bad run okay but they're so important so like basically your good time bestie is somebody that you always have a super fun time with they're the person you're calling when like you need a wingman they're going out to the bars with you if you're like going on an adventure they're always down but you don't necessarily have like deep conversations Mm -hmm. like these are the people you like tell jokes with and I'm not saying like they're not an important person like maybe they're still going to be in your wedding like you guys still hang out and maybe spend a significant amount of time together but like this bestie doesn't know about your trauma this isn't the bestie you're calling like when something like when shit hits the fan and like you have to call someone they're not like who you're picking up the phone and calling you're just not having a deep conversation with them you're just like oh my god my boyfriend and I broke up let's go out like let's go to the bar type of yeah friend but I think like where they get a bad rep is because you can't go deeper with them like people feel like they're not as meaningful of a friendship but Mm -hmm. like 
you do need those people that you can just relax around and have a good time and laugh because that is super valuable. I think where I have gotten into trouble in the past is when I have a friend in my life who's a good time bestie and I expect them to be able to have these super deep meaningful conversations with me or like be able to relate to me in a sense of like I don't know like sometimes for me it's like hard because like I love to talk about obviously like podcasts influencers content creation all of this stuff like oh I'm like working for myself everything like that like a good time bestie would not be able to like relate to me and have a conversation about that stuff like at that level of Mm -hmm. depth that like my work bestie or my like similar ambition aka seasonal bestie would be able to have like that we'll get into and like I just feel like that's when you get disappointed when you expect them to be anything more than a good time bestie and I feel like they can grow into or I feel like they can fit into a different category of friends they could grow to be that which I have had friends like that become closer but um oh another thing So Amanda and I have the same therapist (laughs) and our therapist likes to call them margarita friends, which I just think is the cutest thing. It's the cutest thing ever because it's like that's their ideal environment. Like that's the ideal environment for y'all's relationship. Like Mm -hmm. they're who you're like cracking up with over a margarita. You're having the best time. Exactly. But it doesn't go past that. No. I feel like most of the time they usually stay in their category. But like with me, what I figured out is like... I have these friends now in my life who are strictly good time besties and I started being so grateful for what our relationship is when I realized that they don't have to be anything more than just a good time. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like it's okay to have friends in your life that you don't have these super deep conversations with and they're seriously just there to have fun with. It doesn't mean they're like invaluable and once you stop like trying to make them anything more than that you're way less like disappointed by them and way less frustrated by them yeah because like your expectations like aren't too high for the relationship Mm -hmm. and I feel like these are the kind of people that like say you're post-grad you meet you know another group of girls or whatever and you'll all go do stuff together in a group I feel like these are those kind of friends too to where you just don't get really deep with them but they're still like your friends they're not acquaintances but they're like friends or these are the people you're like going out with yeah which reminds me of the other type of bestie which is the seasonal bestie Mm -hmm. and I like this one too and the example I gave Reeves earlier is so I studied abroad and when I studied abroad I was like super super close with the girl that I was roommates with and she was like in my college friend group everything love her to death but like the closest that we ever were was when we were living in Italy together because that experience was like a season of my life and that brought us together so like Mm -hmm. we were texting each other every day we were like staying up and laughing and giggling in our room till 2 a.m and like in that time period I feel like we did a lot of the same activities watched a lot of the same shows like maybe even had like deeper conversations and I was maybe like her number one go-to person and vice versa for like that time when we were abroad together because that was like the season does that make sense yeah would you say that it's kind of based on proximity like who is closest with you at that time I think it's based on like what your goals are what your interests are at that time Mm -hmm. or like what your activities are at that time and then finding people that have that in common with you like an example that Hayes gives is like let's say you're working towards running a marathon 
like your seasonal bestie might be somebody else who's actually also doing that because y'all are going to go get up and train together and go on runs together and you're going to be able to bond over the fact that like you're scared you're not going to cross the finish line or something I don't know that's a good example though that is a good example or she was like another example is like when you're a mom and like you have kids who are the same age yeah and like it's like you're really going through it and all the kids are in kindergarten together and they have play dates together and it's like that season of life you guys are both in the same season of life you're gonna think I'm like psycho crazy dog mom but my friends that have dogs yes I've made so many friends that have dogs Reeves tell them about the girl that you were like I didn't think we were gonna be friends until the dog okay so one of my like very good friends that I've met post-grad I like really did not think that we were going to be that close just because we're super different like I don't know y'all are literally gonna think I'm psycho dog lady she came to my birthday party type of thing so like we were like friends so um basically this girl like I just have a rep for being helicopter dog mom and so she told me one day she's like I'm thinking of getting a dog and so long story short she got the dog she had no idea and so I literally like we bonded over these dogs and now we talk like literally not every day but like at least once or twice a week yeah we do stuff on the weekends together but the thing that's holding you all together is like that you're both in your dog mom era yes so she's like a seasonal bestie and I'm not saying she'll never transition into a north star bestie but like she has the potential to but yeah. right now she's like at seasonal I love bestie her. status I love her and we've like literally bonded over these dogs like whenever we hang out we're like let's let the girls go run wild in the yard or like yeah. let's take them to Siddell's or whatever. but like let's say for whatever reason her dog that she had was super old and died like that's horrible like I just couldn't think <laughs> of a better God. example right now <laughs> Do you think it would affect y'all's relationship? Because then she wouldn't be in her doggy mommy era. Like, obviously, you guys would still be friends and be on great terms and maybe hang out. But, like, y'all's bonding point is the fact that you're both, like, new dog moms. I feel like we've, like, grown past that. So, like, now we have other stuff to talk about other than the dogs. Like, tomorrow we're going to an estate sale at 7 a.m. together. (laughs) And the dogs aren't kind of. Yeah, so maybe she's transitioning into, like, North Star. Yeah. I love her. She's so awesome. And I met her through, like, a friend of a friend. But she's great and so that's a good example that is a good example yeah that's a good example mm-hmm. okay wait I'm excited to talk about this one because the next one is called North Star Bestie I did not understand this one at first so when I first thought about the North Star Bestie I thought about like having a number one best friend somebody that you're attached at the hip to you do everything together mm-hmm. you're a package deal like I very much went there in my mind and in my I did too and my personal experience like I've had that type of relationship with friends in the past. It ends up being very hard, I think, because, like, I don't want to say you're almost too close, but it's more of a codependency thing than a true friendship. And I think maintaining your own identity in friendships is really important for your happiness. I was talking to my therapist about this because I used to have a friend just like that whenever we obviously did not end on good terms. And I feel like that's a common thing because when you're that close with someone – yeah. And you spend, like, that much time together. Emotions are so heightened, I feel like. It's almost like a relationship more than it is, like, a friendship. It's, like, dating. It's, like, you can't do anything. Like, break up, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, me and my friend broke up. (laughs) Yeah. I've had friend breakups, too. I feel like that's a normal thing. And my therapist honestly put it into perspective 
for me she was like honestly like what you have was not healthy like that is not a healthy friendship and you shouldn't be that codependent on someone and so she literally gave me a book titled codependent (laughs) oh my god but that's what Hayes the girl that makes the videos was saying she was like none of these types of besties are toxic she was like the ones that have the rep of being like quote-unquote toxic are the good time and the north star and Mm -hmm. it's because people think the good time bestie is like somebody that's you know toxic like making you drink excessive amounts of alcohol or like (laughs) go on adventures that are illegal or like all of these things that's not what we're saying good time bestie you're genuinely having a good time with you love them yeah you love them it's just okay that it doesn't go to that deeper level and then the north star bestie she was saying it's not a codependency it's not like an an exclusive thing like i might be a north star bestie to you but you might not be a north star bestie to me Mm -hmm. and vice versa and that's okay she was saying the north star bestie is somebody you feel your most authentic self around like there's somebody who like there's someone who like gets you on a soul level yeah that's so true they push you to like grow and like be a better person and when you hang up the phone you like just feel so like inspired and like understood and they just make you feel really seen like there's somebody you just like you know like yeah like not even yeah like validated and like they understand like your traumas or they understand your dreams and they like genuinely want the best for you and like they're gonna support you and just like an all-around really good friend yeah and it's somebody you can like have a good time with but it's also somebody who you can go deeper with. Yeah. So I feel like some of these can overlap. That's another thing she said. She was like, one person can check multiple boxes. Like, mm-hmm. your OG bestie might be your North Star bestie still. Like, that person you were best friends with in third grade might still be yeah. at that level of best friend. But they might not. And that's okay, too. But, like, it doesn't mean that you and your OG bestie are on, like, bad terms. Mm-hmm. And she was also saying, like, your North Star bestie doesn't have to be somebody that you have known for forever. She was like, it can be a friendship you made in adulthood or somebody you've only known for a few months because it's more so a feeling than it is, like, a length of time. Like, the only one that requires a length of time is the OG bestie. Yeah, I like that because I feel like post-grad making friends – I don't know why I feel like it's just so different than college because, number one, you're not, like, confined to – that sorority that group whatever and you're like genuinely connecting with these people because I feel like a lot of people quote unquote like find themselves post-grad and you're like your true self and so you and you just value different things yeah like you value different things like people who were once my north star bestie have now transition to either og bestie or even good time bestie like i definitely have a few friends in my life that are both like og and good time but they were at one point north star i'm not even to think about this okay sorry so remember og (laughs) is like childhood bestie or like they knew you in high school i'll give an example like let's say jojo is my best friend from high school when i was in high school we were like besties for the resties and then we went to different colleges so then she transitioned into more of the nostalgia role because I went to college and like is that seasonal no OG. no the OG OG <laughs> nostalgia is like the past like she <laughs> she became a thing of the past but we're not on bad terms do you know what I mean yeah and then after college like we both live in Dallas now so now I see her on like a regular basis and we have a good time together but like 
she's not like I'm not texting her like that regularly yeah like when I get a huge like brand deal or something for Instagram like I'm not gonna call her up and be like oh my god guess what influencer like reached out to me or guess what like huge brand wants to do a campaign with me like she wouldn't like be able to relate to me on that level like a North Star would or someone who's there like or a seasonal Mm -hmm. I feel like me and you started out as seasonal besties yeah like we kind of bonded over the podcast like I feel like the fact that we both wanted to start a podcast I know that day when you were swiping your first yeah swipe. was like the root of our friendship but now i'm like even if this podcast were to end we would still be really we would close. still be really close yeah, yeah we agreed so like that's like a good example i feel like okay we have two more besties okay what are they so to recap so far we've gone over og that's like growing up they know your fam they're not your best friend anymore they were your north star at one point but now they're not maybe mm-hmm. or maybe they still are North Star, which is, like, you feel it in your soul. They are so easy to talk to you, feel so authentic around them. They just see you and understand you at a deeper level. And then good time, which is, like, the people you party with, have a good time, laugh, 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 but you don't go deeper with. And then those are the three we've talked about, right? We have the seasonal. Oh, and seasonal, and that's when you're bonding over, like, an era of life because you're both going through it together. And they have the potential to you know, kind of graduate into North Star. I like that word, graduate. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so the last two that we need to talk about are the dead body bestie. I love that. And the work bestie. Which one do you want to talk about first? Let's, like, end it on dead body. Okay. So let's do work bestie. Okay, this one's, like, one I'm kind of insecure about because I feel like I don't really have a work bestie. We have, like, unique work situations. But Max is a great example for this, my boyfriend. You know Slack? that people use to message you do use use that we don't use it to message but we just use it to like organize stuff basically like a work bestie is the idea that like you have somebody at work that y'all like basically a work bestie is the idea that you have a bestie at work like y'all met at work Mm -hmm. and at some point the relationship went from being an average colleague to something more like you'll gossip together you'll go get yeah. drinks together after work like if your boss says something really annoying you're like what the hell did becky just say yeah you're like looking at each other from across <laughs> the room and you're like oh my god we both know that becky was just a total karen and like we <laughs> hate this bitch Literally. like that's a really negative example but like max my boyfriend has this friend he used to work at a different bank and they became really close and like the way he knew the friendship was more than just like a colleague relationship is that they started messaging each other on Microsoft Teams like like memes and stuff like that. <laughs> or they would send each other like tweets and then they got each other's phone numbers and then they like got drinks. You I'm know what I'm saying? Dying. My like work bestie is 50. So <laughs> I don't know if I like fall into this. I like, like have a work bestie, but at my job, like there's only two assistants and one boss. So like, I guess she has to like, be your work she bestie. Has to, and, and we're definitely like friends. Like she just got engaged. Like when we work on the same day, like I always ask her about her life and it's so fun to talk to her. And like if one of our clients is being like super wackadoodle, I would totally text her and be like, I cannot believe Betty Joe was like saying that today. That was Delulu or something yeah. like that. Like we would be able to say that. So I guess she is a work bestie. But I have like one of my very good friends. She works at actually she just got a new job. 
But she worked at this bank, and they were all such good friends. And she had, like, met them at work. And then all of a sudden, they all started going out together on the weekends. Yeah. Like, so she, she became more of, like, good time. Yeah, she graduated to, yeah, good time, I guess. Yeah. Maybe but like, more, Maybe she's more now. And, like, the girl Hayes on TikTok that was talking about all of this, she said, like, her North Star bestie now was once a work bestie because they met at work, so they were originally work besties. Yeah. And then she graduated i can totally see how that happens so because you spend yeah. so much time with this person but also like think about it you would never call up your work bestie and like tell them about the drama that's like going on with your parents divorce probably no, no. you would tell like you would explain your parents divorce to an og bestie mm-hmm. that like knew you when your parents were married yeah exactly. or to like maybe your north star bestie because now you guys are Super at that level of like she knows of your family members mm-hmm. maybe yeah. doesn't know them personally like I feel like if you like were having family drama you could tell me yeah but like sure. I wouldn't really like be able to put a face to a name yeah not like, like an OG would because yeah. the OG would know them like somebody who you went to like middle school with yeah. would like you would probably like you don't have to give them context exactly. you know on the situation but you also maybe haven't talked to them in like six months it's like when you go to text them about it you'll see like <gasps> Our, our last text was like six months ago yeah. but also you don't like gasp how I just did you're kind of like y'all no, y'all you pick up where you left yeah off. you pick up where you left off and y'all both don't expect anything more from each exactly. other exactly yeah like you wouldn't be sad when your OG bestie didn't text you about them I don't even know getting a promotion maybe even. yeah it would just be like the next time that y'all saw each other they would probably explain that to you yeah exactly I agree so the next one Okay, the last one's my fave. Dead body bestie? Yeah, dead body bestie. Yeah. So dead body bestie is the person you call when, like, shit hits the fan. They're not going to be judgmental. Yeah, they're not going to be judgmental. They don't even, like, really – I don't want to say they don't care about your reasoning behind whatever happened, but, like, let's say I, like, got a DUI or something, like, (laughs) horrible, okay? That would never happen. She doesn't even, like, operate a vehicle. (laughs) I literally hate driving and avoid it at all costs, but, like, whatever. (laughs) Um, So let's say I get a DUI. I would – if I, like, didn't know what to do, I would call my dead body bestie maybe and be like, I'm so embarrassed to tell people this. I don't want anyone to know. How do I spin this? Like, what – like, who should I tell? Like, Mm -hmm. do you know of anyone that's, like, gotten this before? Like – Do you know of a good attorney? (laughs) Yeah, like, do you have, like, an attorney that could – or here's, like, another good example. This is also horrible. But this is, like, who you call when you fuck up. yeah. Like, let's say you, like, cheat on your boyfriend. That's what I was yeah. about to say. It's, like, this is the person you would call and you'd be, like, are we telling what? him? Yeah, like, like, or what do we do? you're the only person I've told so far. So don't tell anyone else. Yeah. You might be the only person besides literally my therapist that knows about this for the rest of time. <laughs> but they're that person, like, at that level, you know, like, they, like, they're the dead body bestie. If they're you, taking it to the grave. Yeah, they're taking it to the grave. And they're, their loyalties lie with you. Yeah. And also, though, it's important to understand, Hayes said, that, like, your dead body bestie doesn't have to be your current North Star bestie. Mm-hmm. Like, I always think of, okay, so, like, my dead body bestie, or, like, one of them, I feel like I only maybe have, like, one or two. I think I have three. This is probably my, like, least amount of category. Like, this requires, like, a certain level of, like, yeah. Like, if something, if I really did something bad, like, there's probably only, like, two people I would tell. But anyways... When I went to Paris last fall, this is so random. <laughs> like, I, where like, is she going I with didn't this? kill anyone or something. I wasn't, like, fleeing the country. But my, I went with, like, 
the girl that I would consider my dead body bestie and like another example of how someone could be your dead body bestie it's not always in a negative context of like oh I killed someone oh yeah she was saying it's also like when you have a crazy idea or something like that okay like when you booked your trip to Paris two days before you left yes so the girl I went with she lives in New York we she's also an OG bestie because we went to middle school together everything like what's her name Andrea yeah and we are very close like I would say I would talk to her about literally anything but we do not talk on a daily basis like I see her a few times a year she travels the world like crazy she's so cool a good thing to notice that you don't have to talk to them every day yeah you don't have to talk to them every day but if I called her right now and I was like holy shit dude can you talk like it's literally so bad she would like fly here yeah she would like fly here she would drop whatever she's doing Mm -hmm. but anyways when she left her last job she texted me and she was like ugh like I have a week in between jobs and I kind of just like want to go to Paris but is that such a crazy idea nope and then I was like no let's just go like because we're we that's our relationship do Do you understand like it's like that's because she knows I'm not gonna be like no that's crazy I'm gonna be like no let's do it like why not and like she's also like the type of person I would tell like anything that's like whack do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's like the person that isn't gonna judge you but also like if I were to look at the last time we texted it was probably like weeks ago I know I sometimes forget to text my dead body bestie back and I looked at our text today she had texted me four different times and I was like this is another thing though that she said hey said she was like your dead body bestie like is not gonna be like mad at you does that make sense yeah yeah like if Andrea had 20 cent text to me and I didn't respond she wouldn't be, like, thinking I was mad at her. Like, she'd be like, she knows. she's so busy. Yeah, she'd be like, oh, Amanda's really busy right now. Whatever, we'll catch up later. And then yes. when we do catch up, it's like, okay, cool. We love voice memos, me and my dead body bestie. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, we send them back and forth all the time. I love texting Even when you memo. can't. So it's, like, hard to link up your schedules and get, like, on a 45-minute phone call. Oh, it's so hard. So it's, like, voice memo is the next best thing. That's why when I was like, okay, perfect, we're flying to Paris, like, I feel like I take advantage of those. I feel like we just take advantage of those opportunities with each other because we both know we're, like, down. Yeah. And we're crazy. But, like, if she had texted probably any of our, like, other friends, they would have been like, oh, oh my God, let me check my calendar. I'm like, okay, I'm looking at flights. (laughs) Because that's our relationship. I don't know. Yeah. I love that. But I guess the whole point of this is whenever I discovered this six besties theory, it relieved a lot of, like, stress and frustration Mm -hmm. that I had around friendships. I feel like I had, like, one therapy session with our our shared therapist, but this was a while ago. But I just – I don't even remember what the situation was or whatever it was, but I literally realized that you have friends for different situations. Yeah. Yeah, purposes. That literally, like, gave me peace of mind because I was holding everyone to these high expectations and they were not in the position to fulfill that, so. Yeah, and I guess, like, this is just so relevant to me because I just had that conversation with our therapist. I, the last time I went to therapy, I was just explaining, like, oh, these are my friends from high school. These are my friends from college. These are my friends I've met post-grad and, like, talking to her about specific people and I was finding myself, like, being disappointed in certain relationships Mm -hmm. and our therapist would be like but is that like the nature of you guys's relationship like is that the like what capabilities does this relationship have because Mm -hmm. 
this girl might be your margarita friend that doesn't mean she needs to be like your north star bestie it doesn't mean that you even need to talk about like work with her at all yeah like how you would talk about with your work bestie or with your north star bestie or your even your seasonal bestie Mm -hmm. like this person literally even though maybe they used to be something else is now falling into a different category and that's okay and it doesn't mean like you're a bad person or they're a bad person And it's, like, so – I don't even know. It was just a weight off my chest because I was just, like, okay, that's great. Like, I am grateful for what this person means to me now in my life today, even though it's different than how it used to be. And it doesn't mean that anyone did anything wrong. It just means it's different and that's fine. Yeah. Because, I mean, with time, people grow and people change. I know. It's just, like, crazy to me. I don't know why this is a new revelation, but I guess that's what growing up is about. It's really interesting now that we dove into this topic because I wasn't as fat. Like, I was fascinated by it whenever you sent it to me, but now I, like, you really have my wheels turning over here. I'm, like, I'm about (laughs) to, like, break out my notepad and, like, write down all the names (gasps) of my friend and be like, okay, dead Bonnie, work. Okay, good time, strictly good time okay uh seasonal turned into north star like i'm literally gonna be doing that one thing about us we love a list one thing about us we take everything to the absolute extreme we're like okay let's make actually a powerpoint (gasps) i know we should have powerpoint night one night (laughs) oh my god we should we're like really into i will say one last thing i want to talk about because i don't know if anybody else operates this way and i'm I'm literally obsessed with this, Reeves. I'm bringing it up again. She loves it. The whole thing about good time besties. Because I'm the type of person, I'm very deep. Like, I'm sure I'm somebody's good time bestie. But I would say, like, I'm I'm not even trying to toot my own horn when I say this. I think I'm, like, sometimes more of, like, the person you call when, like, shit hits the fan than you would call to have a good time. Because sometimes I'm not fun. You just care a lot. And you have, like... Amanda is like genuinely so sweet and has the sweetest heart and she will like oh that's just so nice I was like why are we getting so deep I feel like she'll really do anything for her friends and I just feel like you're you have a very caring nature about you and yeah it's a good thing so do you my nature that way like that being my nature has hurt me in the past because I'll expect that treatment mm-hmm. from people in return I can see that and I need to realize not everybody wants to be that deep like not everybody wants to share like the hardest parts of their life with me or like not everybody wants to like cry together and that's okay you know Uh, like whenever I get like alcohol inside of me I'm like this is what's happened yeah and I'll do it to a good time bestie and they're like okay here's a shot like and then and then you feel weird right and you're like like, you're like oh my god like why didn't they reciprocate words like you know and it's like you can't expect a good time bestie to like articulate everything super nicely and like analyze your problems and know the right thing to do like you're not going to them for advice and that's fine but like I just think I did that and I was putting people in the wrong categories and it's like now I know like I'm not going to be let down by these people if I don't expect things from them that they can't give me exactly how it's just this has been a really good episode I love, I like, I literally could do a whole nother episode on this. I think it's really interesting. I don't know about y'all, but I just love talking about friendship and stuff because I feel like it's a really, I feel like there's just so many different directions you can go with friendship and I just, I love it. Yeah. If y'all liked this, let us know and we'll do some more friendship theories. 
I just like a theory. I know. I do too. I'm like, let's unpack this. I know. I think it's so interesting. Like, Tinks has a bunch of good theories. Yeah, she does. Oh, I – she has a lot of good boy theories yeah. too. Like, I'm reading her book right now and it's just – I'm flying through it. I don't know if the text is, it is so really good? big. Yes. I just love her and I know like – people have mixed reviews on her but I love her I went to her live show and I just I love her one thing I will say that she said about friendship that resonated with me so much and I think this is just good for figuring out if you have any friendship potential with anyone in general because like I know we talked a lot about like already existing relationships but like I saw in the comments of this other girl's video, a lot of people were like, I don't have, like, a North Star bestie at all. I don't have any OG besties left. Like, Mm -hmm. things like that. And her, like, first, like, friendship advice that I ever got from her, basically. Or, like, one thing that Tink said was, notice who you feel good around. Like, whenever you're in a moment, like, with a group of girls at dinner or boys and girls or whoever, or you're hanging out with someone for the first time, like, do a little mental health check of, like, am I enjoying myself right now? Like, how do I feel right now? Like, do I feel like I could trust this person or go deeper with this person? I feel like that's what my, or our therapist tells me. She's like, you just need to like be aware. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's honestly practicing self-awareness a lot of like, Mm -hmm. um, because I feel like whenever you are like, say you're at this big group dinner and you're with all these people and like, you're like, oh my God, I got invited to this. Like I'm so pumped up. But then you look around and you're like, uh, these people like literally aren't even that nice they're just yeah. like so average but you hyped it up and so you go home and you're like yeah like I got invited to that and then it's like you need to sit there and be like these people weren't even that nice to me okay because also here's another thing if you're going to a group dinner with girls and you have expectations about that event mm-hmm. Think in your mind before you go. Am I going to a dinner with good time besties? Am I going to a dinner with North Star besties? Like, mm-hmm. am I going to a dinner with, like, OG besties? And think about, like, what maybe your conversations are going to be and, like, set your expectations because there's so many times, like, I will, like, go on a trip with, like, a group of girls or go to dinner with a group of girls and then I'll come home and feel disappointed. Yeah. And that disappointment stems from your expectations being different than the reality of y'all's relationships. Yes. So it's, like, don't expect to have this opportunity to talk about, like, your heartbreak from 10 years ago and how it changed you and your confidence level forever if somebody else is just there to, like, have you be a wingman and take shots together you know yeah and I feel like my downfall used to be that I would meet someone and like hang out with them a few times and be like we're growing old together we're gonna be the best old lady friends like drinking cosmos and like shooting Reed, the shit. that's because you do that and so <laughs> no but I'm not saying it's a bad thing because I do it too but you are like to another person that's capable of getting deeper or wants to get deeper you exude those vibes yeah. upon very I know. Almost immediately. Like, I, I knew, like, from, like, the first two times we hung out, I was like, okay, like, Reeves is somebody I could tell all of this stuff, you know? And it's yeah. like, there's people that I've been hanging out for years, and I have, like, never explained, like, certain, like, family dynamics to them or certain, like, it's like a feeling past relationships I've had. Yeah. yeah. She was saying, um, Hayes, the girl, there were a lot of comments about people that said, like, what if you want to be more than a good time bestie, but you know all you are is a good time bestie to other people like you don't get deep with anyone yeah what do you do what'd she say (laughs) I'll tell you what she said and like first of all 
I do just want to say like if that's your situation it's not a bad thing like life is about growing and changing and you can be different and change your relationships if you want to but um I also think there's not probably many people listening to this podcast that are in that position because Mm -hmm. I feel like we attract like I feel like the vibes we put out it's like the people we attract are like people that are like very into understanding friendships and like growing the relationships I mean if you're listening to this right now you're obviously interested you're interested in something called besties theory (laughs) like you're probably pretty freaking deep but anyways (laughs) um but she said you can only go deep with other people if you've gone deep with yourself and she was like also it's not a bad thing to like not want to go deep she was like I mean in my personal opinion I think you will benefit from like you know having a deeper understanding of like your inner like voice and consciousness and like your traumas and like what has made you the way you are but anyways that's like a topic for a different time but she was like basically like you can't open up to someone else or be vulnerable with someone else or like hear them and see them for who they really are if you can't even like really understand yourself or like see yourself yeah so you have to go there with yourself first before you do with someone else know what you bring to the table and like what you're good at and does that make sense yes like know your strengths yeah (laughs) she was like (laughs) what if i like like one girl was like what if i'm a a good time bestie but like i want to be someone's north star bestie she said the first thing you should do is like start being more more vulnerable like Mm -hmm. the next time like something happens to you that maybe like hurts you like try to open up to that person and see how they receive it and if they receive it in a way that you know feels validating to you or like feels like y'all connected then your relationship will probably graduate to that level and that person will probably feel comfortable like sharing things with you in return but yeah nobody's gonna share things with you if like you're closed off you're yeah if your guards up okay because I think this one's actually like kind of good okay so Reese is like literally how do you have anything left in your mouth <laughs> oh, no. she's passionate about this I like my like I think my flaw in life is like this is also what I talked to our therapist about I was like I care just so much I'm like why do I care so much it's not a, always a bad thing not always no I mean it served me very well and like I think that's why I like literally have a podcast right now it's yeah. I care enough to spend an hour of my day talking about a thing called besties theory <laughs> and then spend about three other hours editing it and so do you and like I love that about us but whatever she was saying like something like a mistake that people make is like when they want to grow closer with someone they think trauma dumping is equivalent to like being vulnerable yeah there is such a fine line between like dumping all your trauma on someone to the point that you're exhausting them and then being vulnerable and like opening up about like very personal things and stories that could bring you closer exactly and I think I need to develop that self-awareness don't be sitting at a bar and be like like why is everything like but coming that to mind also comes bar? from but like it's like you don't ever want to that's why like knowing somebody's a good time bestie then you yeah don't do that at the bar you know like just don't sit there and like drag on and on and tell them about your parents divorce at a bar when they're trying to like go have fun and like be positive and have a good time I also think a tip she gave that really was a good one is she was like if you are thinking somebody's going to be a north star bestie and like you see the potential start strengthening y'all's relationship by being vulnerable about traumas that you've already healed from Mm -hmm. because then you're not likely to drone on and on and on about it and like exhaust the other person yeah but she's like if it's something that's currently going on like you're probably going to be so 
you know obsessed with it and absorbed by the problem that yes. you're like your judgment is clouded yeah your judgment's clouded because you haven't healed from it yet anyways this was like a great convo I feel like I know let us know how y'all felt about it and if y'all like us unpacking these theories that we come across like I really liked this as a topic I think friendship stuff is good for us I think so too anyways it looks like it's about time for us to wrap up so thank you so so much for tuning into this week's episode if you enjoyed this birth o'clock talk today please make sure to tell your friends leave a glowing review and give us a five-star rating on whatever app you listen to podcasts on as always if you have any questions comments concerns ideas or feedback please feel free to dm us at it's amanda dewitt and at reeves lee And please do not forget to check the description box down below for any relevant information or links pertaining to this episode. With that being said, ta-ta for now. I hope everyone has a fabulous day and we will see y'all here next Tuesday for a new episode. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by The Slate. The Slate is a Dallas co-working space dedicated to the support and stability of local businesses and entrepreneurs in the DFW area. The Slate has a video and studio room, team building room, co-working spaces, a podcast studio, and conference rooms. It's also where we record the Spritz O'Clock podcast. If you're interested in recording a podcast at The Slate, having a photo shoot here, or even just a team meeting, we'll link it in the show notes so you guys can check it out.